Leonie Dawson refuses to be categorised the podcast. Today I have a longer thingamajiggy to share with you. Uh, I have just completed my next 21 day challenge and I have spent the last month without internet browsing or internet shopping or doing a whole bunch of things. So as you probably know, I this year I made a really life-changing decision. I was going to give myself 21 day challenges to try all the things that I've been wanting to try. I started by going 21 days without social media and that really healed and delighted me and made me a convert to the lifestyle. And then I decided to deepen my digital declutter by quitting smartphone use, internet browsing and online shopping for the last 21 days. So I'm going to share with you now kind of a daily-ish log I kept during the challenge, what changes I noticed and what I'll keep on going permanently with. So the rules for this challenge are a little bit complicated um, just because it's not like no social media. Instead, it's kind of a, I really wanted to look at all of my uh, tech usage. So during this challenge, uh, what is wasn't allowed at all was no internet browsing, no online shopping, no smartphone use. I could only use it as a dumb phone using like photos, text messages and phone calls and where possible, just leave it home instead. No news websites, no Reddit, Buzzit, Buzzfeed <laughs> or celebrity go- gossip websites, no TikTok, no YouTube, no social media, and no tapas or webtoons. Um, Now, in terms of internet browsing, uh, I could still search for things when I needed to find a specific thing. I could still read blogs that I had already subscribed to. I could follow the links on those blogs to read things. But in terms of internet browsing, I just wasn't there to just waste fucking time, if you know what I mean, because I that's what I definitely was doing a lot of before. Now, in terms of what was allowed, but with parameters, I decided to change from having email and Facebook Messenger on all day to only accessing it twice a day for 15 minutes at a time, um, doing it via a laptop and making sure I tried to time it and put an alarm on for it as well so that it became a like a block activity instead of just a background constant. Uh, reading blogs via blog loving, even though I love reading blogs and I found it really helpful, I thought I would test limiting it just to 30 minutes of reading a day and see how that felt. And what was allowed without restrictions was essential business software like Kajabi and Active Campaign, any tools and apps I use to make my stuff like WordPress for writing on my website, Procreate, which I do my digital drawings on, and Anchor for recording podcasts could also have unlimited access to online courses that I'm currently studying, reading on my Kindle and purchasing new books when needed, and podcasts and audiobooks. So the first day of the challenge, well, day before the challenge actually, Saturday 27th of February 2020, how I'm feeling. Honestly, pretty confident. I was super anxious before starting the last challenge of no social media, but it ended up being so great and so freeing that I'm excited to see what I can learn from this challenge. I know if I set myself up for success by deleting apps and access, it takes a lot of the battle away. I also feel slightly worried that my closest friends won't feel as connected to me as they usually do, but I will try to love bomb them healthily to ensure our relationships continue to bloom and thrive.
Sunday, 28th of February. Trial run of the challenge today. We went to the river and I didn't take my phone, just my journal. And instead of rooting around restlessly, I drew the view and I had a good old fashioned DNM with Mr. Dawson. I realized I had another flaw in my only check emails two times a day for 15 minutes protocol. I usually send myself quotes from Kindle books that I'm reading to my email and reference the quotes while I'm writing. I think what I need to do instead is have those quotes stored on Goodreads, which is the other option for sending quotes from Kindle. Plus, long term, it's probably a better solution for storing quotes. And this is all definitely making me feel more strategic and conscientious about how I'm using tech tools and if they are the most effective and satisfying method. Later that night, I write a note to myself. I treated today like a practice run and to see how it went. The morning went brilliantly. I set timer on iPad before opening email and messenger. And I immediately realized that one, I need to unsubscribe from a lot of emails if I have any hope of sticking to 15 minutes or less. Two, I'm going to instead subscribe to those creators via RSS or blog loving so I can leisurely read them during dedicated reading time on the blog blog loving app. And when I have 15 minutes, I approach connecting far more strategically. I actually messaged people that I wouldn't necessarily think to, but I definitely want to connect with more. And then later in the day, I got a big piece of news. It was, I'm okay, and it was good, but it was big news. I immediately talked it over with Chris, had a shower to physically process it, and knew that I needed to talk to dear friends about it. So instead of cranking up Messenger, I spent some time writing a long piece about it. That writing piece helped me process even further, plus it made something that I'm proud of. And then I shared it with said friend. And I think I was able to communicate more clearly and connect more deeply than if I just live stream message my thoughts like, oh my God, guess what? And she says, oh my God, what? So that's a win for both my brain and my creativity and my relationships. However, dot, 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 then I fell down a messenger hole, but it well was well worth it. Besides, the challenge has technically not started That timer and pre-writing long messages to my friends will be important in this challenge, I guess. Also, P.S. I started web browsing today without realizing it. I'd need to be careful with that. Monday, 1st of March, 2021. It felt fucking great to only do emails and messenger in 15 minute batches. I was looking forward to it like it was a little treat for getting some deeper work done. I set a timer and strictly followed it. Wheels came off the wagon later in the day, however. We were mid-launch for Sales Star, and as with all things launchy, something goes awry. And this time, a server stopped, and I needed to messenger chat with my assistant to get shit sorted, and also just to think out loud with someone. I'm fine with this, though. A launch day like this only comes around every few months. It's not an everyday occurrence. I didn't take my phone out with us on our school pickups, drop-offs and errands. My husband had his and I took my journal. It was fine and it was nice not to feel that eternal compulsion to check it. Don't worry, my husband's always driving. I'm just, I wonder why I think I need my phone out and about anyway. The last time we ever had a car breakdown was 15 years ago and it was in a shopping car park surrounded by plenty of shops. I don't know if having the cost of always having a phone with us is worth it for that minute possibility that it might be needed. And even then, there are other ways around about getting help. So 
I didn't do any internet shopping or internet browsing. I did read blogs for over my 30 minute trial limit, however. It was only by 10 minutes or so and I'm fine with going over. It's useful just to keep an eye on how much I consume and whether it's all quality or not. It's now time for bed for me. It's super late, 11.30pm. Lately I've been heading to bed about 7ish to read and journal for a few hours before I fall asleep at about 9 o'clock. So this is positively wild being up this late. I also have a three hour meeting with my adorable accountants tomorrow morning. I've been looking forward to this one for months. I also need to bring my A game to ensure that I retain my status as their number one most outrageous and favorite foul mouth client. So please wish me luck my friends. <laughs> Day two, Tuesday the 2nd of March. Doing email twice a day in 15 minute batches is totally doable and a huge relief. It's giving me so much brain focus back. I haven't been as brilliant at sticking to a time limit with Messenger. It's my primary method of connecting with my friends. I definitely feel better just not having it open all day and being mindful of how long I am on it. I don't have an answer for that yet. I accidentally started buying something online today and then I stopped. Damn, it's a slippery slope. We had long accountant uh, we had a long accountants meeting today. They assured me that I am still number one in their weird but in a super fun way client awards category. It's not that they have award categories, but and they definitely all made like all of that up. It was just a humor me, but I did feel like I'd won something nonetheless. I did some homework and notes from the phenomenal book, How to Break Up with Your Phone by Catherine Price. She says, when you go to your phone to pick up your phone, ask, what is this for? Why do I need to do it? And what else could I be doing instead? She says, give yourself a chance to explore your options before you make a conscious decision. Define a purpose for using the internet or social media ahead of time and stick to that. And make a point of spending time with people offline instead of social media. The big question is, what do we do once we quit social media? She then asks a ton of questions and I decide to journal them out and answer them. I've always loved to read books, write, art journal and be with animals. I've always wanted to write more books, have a regular painting or drawing practice, make a comic. When I was a kid, I was fascinated by horses, backyard campfires, playing guitar, drawing and writing. If I had more time, I would like to write more books, paint and draw more and have hilarious time with my friends and family. Some activities that put me in flow. Horse riding, craft journaling, women's circle and writing. Other fun hobbies that I love. Photography, jigsaw puzzles, art projects, house reno, bushwalking, doing a class, playing on the Wii Fit. It's not called Wii Fit anymore. We ring, I don't know, ring something. Ring fit, let's go with that. <laughs> and a five rhythms class or near. And more notes. Try to avoid things that trigger our addictive habits. Wednesday, the 3rd of March. I stuck to two times 15 minute email slots today. I absolutely love it and 100% will keep doing this. I didn't take my phone with me. My husband also used my phone at one point and said, oh my God, you really have taken everything off your phone. There isn't even an internet browser on here. I didn't do any internet shopping or browsing. 
And I feel like this declutter is continuing the healing process for my brain, my soul and my creativity. I am creating such healthier life and work habits. Thursday, 4th of March. I needed to buy a specific book as a present and usually I would just order online, but that's out with this challenge. So today I hunted through two locally owned independent bookstores and Eureka, I struck gold, triumph. Plus I had a nice time book wandering. We did, however, encounter a rather massive tech issue today that needed sorting. So emails and messenger took longer than 15 minutes. It's one of those, oh shit, issues that I need to make a decision on. I've taken myself out to a cafe to journal it out and think until I know the answer to it. Better this, I guess, than staying locked in the loop of frantically researching websites trying to find the answer. 10 out of 10, I recommend this challenge. Even when it's tricky, it's worth it. Friday, 5th of March, day five. An online order came today, jeans that I needed for an upcoming photo shoot. The sizing and the cut was crap, so I had to do the return online and order a replacement. I made sure I didn't spend much time choosing, however, just get in and get out. Online shopping for clothes feels really stressful. I need to remember that. It's actually not enjoyable. It is not a good hobby. Email and messaging constraints went by the wayside yesterday and today. We're dealing with a major email delivery outage from our provider, which has needed fast pivots and decision making. I think it's making me realize that instant messaging is definitely useful, specifically when you're in firefighting mode. It is not, however, useful for me to have continuous use during the day in non-crisis situations. I need spaciousness in order to create and do deep work and to keep my brain and soul in good condition. Today, after a batch of digital system firefighting, I had a bath and even then was still feeling exhausted. I thought about lying down and watching YouTube videos to rest and then I realized that that option was off the table. And I thought about this quote I read lately from someone that he couldn't understand why people just always said they were tired, that there's a simple solution to being tired. Sleep, just sleep. So I had a nap instead and I think it was a far better use of my time than just watching videos groggily. It's been a massive week for me personally and on the business front. I need a lot of recovery time this weekend to recover and repair and I know that having digital limits will help this process. When using social media all day, my brain felt like it was constantly running from thought to thought without conclusion. It felt like it constantly hummed without background noise. Since quitting social media, my brain has become slower and quieter. Thoughts lead to another and sometimes make insights that sometimes turn into creations. It's a nicer brain to live in. Day six. I got some challenging news today. Usually I would sit around and brood for the rest of the day or Google to try and control the situation. I texted some dear friends and as part of the conversation sent them a meme of a golden retriever driving a boat like a happy idiot. And then I thought, you know what? I could actually be that golden retriever. 20 minutes later, we had hired a boat and were puttering down the river, wide grins in our faces like that dog. After an hour, we came back and it felt like all my worries had been blown away by the wind. Honestly, I think it's all the books and thinking I've done over the last month about digital addictions. Realizing that the cure to what ails me is almost always going to be real life. I broke my rule today and I ordered something online. A sensory shirt for me to try and help with preventing autistic burnout. 
especially ob a specialty object like that isn't something that I can buy anywhere locally. I decided not to wait until the end of this challenge is over because I'm particularly concerned about my schedule this month bringing on some sensory issues. It was an intentional and a therapeutic purchase, not a let's just buy pretty shit for the hell of it. So I think it's okay. I feel like my brain is healing. Healing from the barrage of social media, the onslaught of the internet. My short-term memory is improving. I feel less anxious, distracted, listless, uninspired. I feel more creative. I am pouring over with ideas. I am returning to a life and a mind that I thought was long gone. Friday, March 12th. 12 days into my digital declutter and six weeks sober from social media. Honestly, I could cry when I think about how life-changing these challenges have been for me. They are the best decision I have made in years. I feel like my life, my mind, my soul, my creativity and my inner peace are returning to me. I thought this life was over and I didn't realize it until I could and I didn't realize that I could return to it. I've become pen pals with my long-distance friends and I feel so much closer to them than I ever did using Facebook. I'm interested to see how my generalized anxiety disorder shifts in coming months. All research shows that social media and smartphone use can contribute to and even be the major cause of anxiety. Already I can feel my brain and memory healing. I feel more at peace and less under the grip of some itching addiction to mindlessly stare at my phone. This life is good and it is worth saving. Tuesday, March 16th. I got a handwritten letter in the mail with stickers from a lovely reader named Sheila in the UK who's getting off social media and getting into creating, inspired by this experiment of mine. It was about the best thing that I've ever gotten in the mailbox. More brain changes I'm noticing since getting tech sober. My brain is definitely less hyperactive. Right now, for example, I'm at the river and I was quite happy to just watch the birds for a while instead of feeling itchy to stare at my phone. I feel more present and more content. I'm remembering myself, my voice, my dream. Saturday, March 20. I was out to lunch with a friend yesterday and she asked me how I was. My answer was, brilliant. I gave up social media. I don't browse the internet anymore. I only check my emails twice a day. I feel more inspired, creative and content than I have in years. And of course, when I talk about it, people always have questions like, but how do you find out about news? How do you market your business? But like, how? As though this screen ridden life is not optional, it's mandatory. And I get it because I felt exactly the same way before I did it. And my only answer is this, just do it. Do it for 21 days. See how it feels for you. And while you're at it, read Digital Minimalism or How to Break Up with Your Phone. It will give you the fuel that you need, a way to glimpse a better life. Because a beautiful life awaits you on the other side. And I figure my recent scrapbook posts are a great way to prove as well just how inspired I am. How I might not be browsing the internet or scrolling social media anymore or spending anywhere near the amount of time I used to on screens. But the quality of what I read is wildly different. I used to do link posts all the time back in the olden days before social media came over and took over and colonized everything. And then at some point I 
just didn't have anything to put in them. I think back on the last week of online life and could not remember one single important, inspiring thing. I didn't have anything to talk about because I was reading the equivalent of mental junk food. By reorientating myself from social media to reading blogs using a blog reader, like Blog Lovin', it's been a game changer. I read wildly thoughtful, inspiring pieces, and I itch to get creating. And I can't wait to share with you some of the incredible things that I've discovered. Sunday, the 21st of March. It's been one month and 21 days since I stopped using social media. My friend at lunch also asked me, did you delete your accounts? The answer is I did not. I decided to keep them open for a few reasons. One, this is actually my foremost reason and it seems like a strange one, but it's important to me. I'm keeping them open in case of having to go through an emergency, like a bushfire evacuation again. When we were evacuated in 2019 for three days, Facebook groups were a really useful way to get local community information. So I'm keeping my Facebook account with pre-approved access to local groups just in case of emergency. I still use Facebook Messenger twice a day in 15-minute blocks to text with friends, organize gatherings, and talk to my assistant. I use the Messenger app, but not the Facebook app. Thirdly, I didn't want to just evaporate from social media world and leave my wider friend group wondering where I disappeared to. Instead, my profile has a cover graphic saying that I'm no longer on social media, but I still want to be connected, and I give the various ways to contact me. And lastly, in a few situations where I've done research on local venues, events, or businesses, the only web presence they have is a social media account, either Facebook or Instagram. Don't get me wrong, like I just think this is really fucking dumb. Businesses should absolutely prioritize a simple website using something like Wix or Squarespace. Anyway, I can still access Facebook pages when I absolutely need to. What I don't do, however, is access social media regularly anymore. I have content blocks set up on my phone, my iPad and my laptop, so I can't actually even Facebook, even access Facebook or Instagram. And if I absolutely need to, for the last reason above, I have to go in and edit my content block software first, access the information, and then fuck off and block myself again. But here's what I've noticed. I've noticed two things when I do have to pop in to grab some piece of information before I fuck off again. One, Facebook and Instagram are designed to stop you from just being able to get one piece of information. There's the notifications, the news feed, the red buttons, all of it to attract your eye like a poker machine and spiral you down an attention hole for you to emerge hours later, dazed and confused at just what happened. And two, of course, inevitably, I click the red buttons, even though I know I don't need to, even though I know it's designed to suck me in, even though I know I'm not supposed to get distracted. And then I look at that notifications feed and I scroll all the way through of what I have missed. And I feel angry. Like this shit is what I spent hours of my day keeping up with. This shit is not worth my time. It's basic and it's bullshit and it's boring. There is nothing here that nourishes my creativity and my soul and my life and my business. Nothing. It's all just smoke and mirrors, a set of mirages designed to hijack my nervous system and get me thoroughly addicted. 
and I feel so fucking cranky and gross. And I log right off and I wonder why it even went on in the first place. It's not worth it. It's just not worth it at all. Social media would have to be the biggest con of the 21st century. One that has hijacked hours and hours every day from billions of people. Fuck that nonsense, I say. Friday, the 26th of March. I officially withdrew my business from social media today. If you go to leonidawson.com forward slash no social two, the number two. It's actually becoming a little bit harder to talk about leaving social media and digital decluttering. It's now becoming a way of life, one that I deeply treasure, I fought hard for and have already written extensively about. This has been hands down one of the best decisions of my last 10 years. Sunday, 28th of March. Two months on from stopping using social media. One month on from stopping internet browsing and shopping. Here's what life is like now that my brain has settled into this new existence. Last night I went to bed at 7pm and read for two hours before falling asleep. I woke up at 6am. It's a Sunday morning. Usually I'd either go back to sleep if I haven't had enough already. Or I'd sneak out, get my phone and groggily scroll my phone for a couple of hours. Instead this morning I lay there resting and letting my brain dream while awake. There's nowhere else to be but here. And then I decided what I'd most like to do is write. The impetus to create is too much. Usually the desire is kind of squashed in phone land, but out here it is ripe and it is radiant. So I quietly usher out and make myself a cup of tea. I take newspapers out on the deck with a cup of green tea and I spend a happy hour or more reading and journaling. Once everyone is up, I help my kids with a craft activity they want to do. I video chat with my dad. I read some magazines on the floor. I make cups of herbal tea for my kids. I blog because there are things that I must write and share. And as I've rediscovered, blogging is one of my very favorite hobbies. For the rest of the day, our plans are this. The girls and I will start doing an art e-course together at our big, well-worn, paint-splattered dining table. I want to read it, finish reading last night's novel. We'll bake some muffins. I might write some pen pal letters to friends. It is gentle and it's quiet and it's deeply good for my soul. All without that restless scratching and itching feelings that I should be somewhere else looking at a screen. There's nowhere else I need to be but here in this beautiful life. So let's have a look at the savings of a month without internet shopping. I did an in-depth spreadsheet analysis of this just out of interest sake. Plus, let's face it, I can conduct all kinds of kooky projects in all that spare time I'm saving from no social media or internet browsing. I reviewed all of my internet shopping since July last year and discovered that I spent less than half of what I usually do. When I did need to buy something, I tried to buy locally, first in small independently owned stores and then in the only big box store we have here, Big W. What I found surprising is that it's actually nicer to buy local. You get to have human connections and micro moments that you wouldn't have otherwise. And there's a growing bunch of research that shows how important those casual relationships are. I do recognize, however, I'll still need to online shop for specialty items and more difficult to source books. 
I think going forward, I like to be more mindful of where I spend my money. I don't necessarily need to spend less money, though I likely will now that I've upgraded my clothes and weighted blankets. I usually do that every five years or so. I'd like to prioritize local spending in independent stores where possible and pay that extra for that extra level of human contact. I realize I'm privileged in this. What I'm going to do, keep doing from this challenge. Here's the best part about these challenges. You can start forming a habit without feeling like you are stuck doing it forever because that kind of thing frightens the absolute shit out of me. Instead, you can try and see how it feels and then before you know it, you're enjoying the benefits and not really wanting to turn back. Only having to do something for 21 days really takes the pressure off. Plus, you don't need to do it perfectly. I didn't do this challenge perfectly, but I still gained a huge amount from it. So here's an official review of the challenge rules, how I went and what I'll continue doing. So in terms of what's not allowed, no internet browsing, I achieved it and it was awesome. I'm going to continue. If I need to search for something, I will and I'll happily read blogs, but no more just browse on the internet because I'm bored. That's when it's time to go read a book or make some art or watch an e-course or something. No online shopping, I loved it. I don't know why I think online shopping is fun. I find it stressful as fuck. I'm only going to do it now for specialty items and books that I can't easily source locally. And this doesn't, however, include buying online e-courses or software. I fucking love that shit. I'll buy it all damn day. What I do mean is spending endless hours like clothes shopping online. Fuck that. No smartphone use. I I left it at home a lot. I did have a couple of days where I used Gmail and Messenger on my phone when we had a launch, when we had a photo shoot, etc. And it was fine to use in more of an emergency situation, but it was so great to turn it off as our normal state of being. It made my brain feel so much calmer, so much more present, and so much more present as a human too. Also, I'm going to carry on with no news websites, Reddit, BuzzFeed or celebrity gossip. I feel less anxious, more kind and better educated about news by reading newspapers and blogs instead. I'm going to carry on with no more TikTok or YouTube. It was so good to get rid of those time wasters. I'm going to carry on with no social media because social media sucks giant donkey dick. Uh, and in terms of tapas and webtoons, which I originally included, I will probably actually go back to testing my use of those because it's more like reading comics on a Kindle instead. In terms of what's allowed, but with parameters, I'm going to carry on doing for email and Facebook Messenger access for twice a day for 15 minutes at a time. Uh, I realize that in some situations I'm going to have to use them, but that's more in emergency situations. And I just want to be really mindful still of how much time and just continue to block it together instead. In terms of reading blogs via blog loving and limiting it to only 30 minutes a day, I fucking love reading blogs. And I'll continue to. I don't need to limit my time on it. It's usually only about 30 minutes or less anyway, but reading them for longer is fine. The major benefits and result of this challenge is that it has saved me an arse load of time. I've been able to get through one of the busiest months that I've had in years and not burn the fuck out. I've read a lot more books and brilliant blogs that make me itch to create. I feel more creative and on purpose. I have been hugely productive over the last month. My brain feels clearer. My heart feels lighter. And I feel very, very lucky. This is what we were born for. This is the life that I want. 
Now, what challenge am I going to do next? I'm going to have to hold tight. I have more news to come this way. I'm probably leaning towards either doing 21 days of meditating or 21 days of creating free opt-ins. I'll let you know when it comes to me. Either way, it's going to be bloody glorious. Here's to challenges and experiments and trying something new. And of course, if you haven't already, make sure that you buy my courses before they double in price. Go to leonidawson.com forward slash double because on 30th of April, three of my courses, Money Manifesting Our Multiple Streams of Income, 40 Days to Create and Sell Your E-Course and 40 Days to Finish Your Book, all of them are doubling in price, but I'm giving you as much notice as possible so you can dive in, sign up now. Yes, there's even payment plans at the discounted price. So... Um, you can get all the Leonie things and save so much money. LeonieDawson.com forward slash double. Wow, nailing it. <laughs> <laughs>